every nice thing that I have said about an App State fan, except for like the geriatric portion of their fan base, I want to take back. Why is I, that? Why is that, Tom? Oh, oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Is it, is it the, the fact that they are just a bunch of fucking weirdos on Twitter and they're students? Like, I can't, I don't know. After absolute hatred after being on Twitter. Exactly. And the thing is, and we'll talk about it. The thing is they deny having any sort of rivalry with us. And then they start pulling this shit and just like, the, the, the thing I hate the most about them is that they are sore winners, right? Like they are making the raging Cajuns look good right now. <laughs> like that was an era. I, that was an era. I, I think I would rather deal with their fan base because like, if you don't know how to win, whatever I'm over it. It's good. It's Anyways. okay. Some of them don't even understand how to type, so it's okay, but it's welcome okay. back to the welcome purple back. antics podcast. Hosted by yours truly, Duke Dog Burner and Steak Sauce. Um, Just balling, talking our shit, letting our nuts hang. Absolutely booling today. Um, we got a guest on today. Um, good friend of just life, but we also didn't really know that he's huge in the JMU community. Top 100 um, accounts on Twitter to follow. Top 100 account uh, accounts by Big, was it Big Game Boomer or whatever the hell? Um, no, nah, it was like some like fun belt sports or something like that. It's whatever. Um, yeah. So we've got Goss Frigate, just a freaking dog. Um, we're also going to. I just exist, man. That's my <laughs> job. <laughs> he exists. He causes shit to happen and shit posts and shit. <laughs> Fucking today, dog. We're, we're going to talk about whether or not. We have a rivalry, rivalry with App State. I mean, the hatred runs deeper than blood at this point. I hate them with all my heart. No, wait, that's their, um, that's, that's their Georgia Southern one. Deeper than well, I, Georgia Southern. Oh, that is really true. Care. But yeah, Georgia Southern is kind of not great. Um, we're going to talk about, like, like usual, we're going to talk about the men and women's basketball teams. Women's basketball absolutely killing it right now. Some Men's the- team is also killing it to an extent. We'll get into that a little bit. Some of um, the bullshit in conference play. Yeah, absolute BS in conference play. And then, lastly, we'll get on to our, you know, re- reoccurring gambling segment. Uh, little little teaser is that it's one that Tom got right. So Exactly. It's a continuation on that. But, you know, yeah. All right. Well, let's get on. right into it. Uh, welcome, Zach. To the the Purple Antics yeah, podcast, let, let's get the the introduction. Who are you? For those that don't know, all right. So for anyone questioning, I document the Royal Rivalry on Twitter. If you see Goss Frigate like as an at or anything related to the Royal Rivalry, I am all over that. Right. However, I'm also still old as balls, and I'm a student <laughs> at JMU for year five right now. We'll be going on year six next year. Oh, brother. Look, he's he's just committed to the Dukes. He's committed to the Dukes. Exactly. And, and now what, what started Financially the... and in my heart. <laughs> and then, so, so what happened? What, uh, what caused the... Uh, or what made you want to start just shitposting on Twitter? Start just really getting into under people's skin. See, I don't know. See, originally when COVID and all like the Zoom originally started, 
it was so much fun to get under people's skin and just totally make them flip out. And now I've realized that I've got 13 other schools in addition to my own that I can just totally shit post on and upset <laughs> everyone and entertain myself. You ever find yourself trying to upset JMU people? A hundred percent. All the time. Uh, Alger, number one bullshit oh. guy right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Oh, the president. El Presidente. El Presidente. We'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into it. Easy Don't target. worry. Um, and we, we've got to ask you, what is both the best and then what is also the worst SBC fan base that you've interacted with? It's a guest ritual. We always do it. We always ask it. Besides Jamie, you can't wait. Say the that. best and worst what? Uh, fan bases, like SPC fan bases. Fan bases. Yeah. All right. This man's pondering I think right now. The Texas State, when they're in full force, has to be the best. For example, if you saw Texas State versus Texas, and their fans were pouring beer into the bullpen, <laughs> and the pitcher or catcher, I don't remember who it was, was just straight up, you know, head back, guzzling. You know, taking in the beer and like. got his ass suspended. Texas State definitely goes to the top for that. Worst <laughs> fan base I've ever met probably has to be Coastal Carolina. Absolutely dog shit on Twitter, dog, <laughs> dog shit in person, dog shit <laughs> university. Like You went to the away game exist? this year, right? They don't even play ball at the beach. I went to Coastal. Yeah, I, I went to the Coastal game, saw uh, Chris get kicked out. That was so tragic, but <laughs> totally fucking worth it. And, bro, oh, well, first of all, what one of their, like, security people or police was like, you just throw a streamer at me. And I was like, no, right? And he, he, he didn't believe me, tried to kick me out and stuff. And I was like, no, I'm not getting thrown out unless you have evidence, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. He, he gave up, right? He comes back by, starts eyeing me up again. And I said, they're throwing shit out in the field, referring to a ref throwing a freaking flag, bro. And he got so upset, he just straight up deadpan looked at me and was so upset, so and just kept walking. He didn't bother me for the rest of the night. Oh, there you go. You had to you had to stand up for yourself. Coastal sucks. <laughs> you, were you, you were there when they when they threw the beer can, like the full beer cans, into the band. Dude, that shit was that was dude, bonkers. Dude, that was I almost ran up into the up. student section, like with the tuba on. I about beat the shit out of someone. With the two RMC on. doesn't do their job either. RMC doesn't do their job. Would you rather have would you rather have RMC which doesn't do their job or would you rather have the coastal guards who like try to do their job? <laughs> I'd rather have the coastal guy that actually does their fucking job because then it means that when I get pelted by a beer can from the student section, I'm I know that that guy's getting kicked out the game. RMC, they're just going to let beer can or artillery just <laughs> you know, it'll the artillery. I feel like every RMC person also has to be recruited out of a retirement home because they're all like above seventy. <laughs> like, well, they all ship, I, they ship them like all from Richmond. Interesting. Yeah. I I just remember vividly at one men's so basketball. So we're importing the geriatrics. <laughs> I just remember at one men's basketball game last year, or it was it was just a basketball game. And some guy like ran onto the court and belly flopped. And I'm like, there was nobody on the court on RMC that was athletic <laughs> enough to catch him. Because this man is it, like, he got a getaway. He made it into like, he, the he made a getaway. Suite. You know, this 20 year old dude, you know, swift, athletic. And then you have 
75 year old Sally trying to catch him. I'm like, he escaped. Right? He's like, he ran exactly. up into the executive suite. He did. He did. He probably ran past Alger too, shirtless. Speaking of which, uh, you you were the whistleblower on this little email that got sent out to the pep band uh, about oh, the, the chant. You want to expand on that? We alluded the to you, it a little the bit you earlier. The you suck controversy. The you suck controversy. Yeah, the you suck controversy. Basically, at a D1 institution, you're not allowed to say the words you suck after airball. It, it's basically the horns down, but at JMU. Like, <laughs> what, what's the entire point of that, dude? So, like, are, why, why do you have to be so upset over two words saying you suck? That's not even a JMU tradition. It's the fact that it's just college basketball in general. And how are you going to get upset over the words you suck when you miss the rim? And it's a reward for the band because they normally count down early or late and they don't have fundamentals in their brain. You know, like watch the clock. You have eyes, you know. So for context, uh, basically the pep band received an email uh, this past week where per President Alger's request, uh, they, they don't yell, you suck after someone makes an air ball someone on the other team throws an air ball and uh it has definitely sparked a lot of reactions on twitter and, and just across jacob My you got issue, any thoughts i mean yeah what what are you what are your thoughts about just that isolated incident sack about like them wanting to remove that when it's like in all actuality student sections say much worse oh yeah Right. And I think that what like, well, it's ever since that UVA game that we've now had that stupid freaking cartoon. We've been handheld. We've been told that we're like toddlers and we we have to be told how to act instead of being like, oh, we're at a, like the Harvard or the Sun Belt. We have brains, you know, but have you seen Harvard? They have fun all the time, you know, when they're not studying. You know, so let, let us have fun. Yes, I hope. Right. If we're saying mean words, I, I, I guess. Maybe not hard, Harvard, but Stanford. Stanford's probably a better way to say it. But Jeez. like, we could have fun, you know. We can say mean things, but like that's just part of like collegiate athletics, you know. You got to learn how to have some thick skin, and you got to also know when to lay off as a fan. But saying you suck is not that bad. Saying fuck you, Tony, I don't <laughs> think is necessarily the best way to do it. Yeah, I think. There, it's the same approach to both, but one is like way worse than the other. Like the the fuck Tony chant was like actually bad, like as an image. But like saying you suck after an airball, it's like okay, but we can still yell that they fail their classes, like after they make they only make one of their free throws and all this other stuff. So it's like where do you draw the line? So. To play right. devil's advocate, I'm sure what President Alger would say is that it's because it's coming from like a like a university organization, or it's like representing the university. That's true, but, that's... but I actually have a rebuttal for that. Let me oh, play devil's advocate of the devil's advocate. <laughs> so, I think it was, what, second <laughs> SBC game of the football season. We played Troy, right? Do you remember that video of Coach Kuntz or whatever, Kuntz, whatever his name is? and he's like yelling at the troy fans like troy students and doing all these gestures and everything that's Mm -hmm. like i would say arguably worse than just saying you suck after an air ball 
but he, he probably faced no repercussion, like at all. Oh, oh, all right. So, so to go back to the uh, Pat Coon situation, doing like the WWE wrestling belt, you know, it's less so that he did those things. It's more so the fact of how long he let it go on for and was like, you know, strong man in it and everything else in yeah. the WWE wrestling belt, which is like old as time itself. And it's just like, you know, going over and above as a coach is different than going like doing that as a student. But you're, if anything, you're getting paid to represent the university in a certain way. And I don't know. To me, it just seems kind of backwards where it's like, okay, but this coach was able to still keep his job and not have to suffer any punishment. But now you're punishing the students because they say two words that don't you don't like. You know Fucked what I mean? Up. I know. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, but also it's kind of weird because yeah. it's like I don't know. I don't know why like they feel like they can just do this to spirit groups and just like restrict their freedom oh. of speech, you know. It's not yeah. Would James Madison have stood for that? Exactly. That's what Absolutely I'm saying. Absolutely not. The question is though, is this a is this something where we need to start like turning on the warning lights for what the future of, of what will, you know, what people in the band will be able to do? Like, are they not even just the band, but just as JMU yeah. student, like what JMU students can do and say at the games in general? Yeah. Is this something where we need to be concerned? I don't know. But food, food for thought. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, I have dial up internet right now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're turning off the Xbox. Hold on, give me a sec. <laughs> this guy's bro, playing like Bro's playing Madden. Yeah, bro's playing Madden or Black Ops. I was playing Rocket League, dude. <laughs> Even worse. Jeez, he's already toxic. He's in a he's in a bad mood already. <laughs> I I am toxic, dude. I, I I was playing ranked. I'm already back down to gold one again. That's <laughs> oh, over. <laughs> So, it's so it's over. over, dude. It is over. And the the black jerseys, but is another is another big big topic bro. for discussion. I Jacob, you, you just brought it up. Let me speak my piece, and then I'll be done with this that, whole topic. I hate that these people. Okay, the black jerseys are a tradition. This is not, we have black jerseys. We like to wear black jerseys sometimes. At least for football, they're a tradition. And for people to have, like, why are we wearing black on uh, against App State on college game day? We're ruining our brand. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, this is the brand. This is the brand. And I have never really talked to a football player about what it means to wear those black jerseys. But we we reserve them for senior day only. So, like, it's a privilege to wear those, at least in my eyes. Um, so you can't just, like, last minute change up. We got college game day and be like, let's wear the purples for the seniors. And then they're like, but I've been looking forward to this. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's true. I think I think at least with football, it just lined up that way. And that's just kind of exactly like but, that's just how it had to be. But know? for basketball, was there any reason we wore the black jerseys? Those are just an alternate. I don't really know. I don't think there's any real history with the black jerseys when it comes to basketball. I think they look cool. But against App State, it feels a little weird though. Yeah, that's true. And maybe for a game like that, it's like make the conscious effort to wear purple, you know? 
Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it's that as deep as some people on Twitter are saying, you know. You didn't think we should burn the black jerseys? Nah. <laughs> Zach? So, Zach, what do you feel about this whole black jersey, con- not controversy, but just like why should should we wear them? Should we not? Okay. I think that it's appropriate to wear the black jerseys. However, comma, that being said, on a national stage, we should definitely emphasize our brand and our and a part of that brand is our mm-hmm. colors, you know, using purple, using gold, using silver, even white is okay, you know, as a substitute mm-hmm. for silver. But black is not really specifically within our branding guide at all, especially when we're playing App State, who is literally black and yellow. So we're not going to use gold against them. We're going to use purple, which I think is like no brainer right there, no, especially when mm-hmm. we are away at App State. I think that we should have more color rush games more frequently. Mm -hmm. I think that that looks so good and it just makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That being said, I have a greater take that is worse than the black jerseys that everyone hates me for. Okay, what is this? I feel like I know where you're going with this, but. Let's talk about the gray jerseys. Oh, brother. Okay. Are you going to say right. you like the gray jerseys? No. Fuck I don't that. like the gray jerseys. I fucking love those things, dude. Oh, my God. No. Whoa. I. I mm, mm, there's a reason why no. I haven't worn those in so long. I hate the gray jerseys. Right, wait, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. They're not a primary they're color, not, though. Right. But they're closer to silver, which is a part of our branding guide, or at least used to be more a part of it, than black is. I guess that's true. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't get behind it. They look just think about it. like Duke Dog's gross. skin is gray. Bro needs some lotion. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah, we're okay. not trying to look like Duke Dog out there. But imagine imagine NCAA 2024 mascot match. You're playing as Exactly. It's supposed to be a reference to that. Imagine. I, I, You know what? If we make the gray jerseys look more like Duke Dog, I'll be behind it. Maybe like the we got a like a cape. big like, well, it, picture of his face on the front. All, all of a sudden, you're just running around fucking Duke Dog versus a Stanford fucking tree. I've referenced Stanford too many times now. <laughs> Dude, imagine. So, so what the I'm, fuck's App State going to have are they gonna have the big a or are they gonna have yusuf with his fucking fat fucking cigar just yusuf with his dumbass <laughs> you know, just, looking face. I, I think it's a pipe probably the corn cob pipe, pipe probably same difference dude exactly. I, I said cigar maybe he's smoking a cuban this time around you never know but no if i feel like imagine imagine like do you guys remember um it was 2019 caa play we were playing Villanova. It was tied 24-24, and MJ Hampton took that uh, pick six, made that pick six play. Imagine if he was yes, wearing a gray absolutely. jersey with Duke Dog's face on it. It would live yeah, in the nightmares. Be... <laughs> that would just be insulting. <laughs> It'd be so funny, though. Imagine you get sacked so, for, like, I think I that know, is... 20, negative 20 yards, and the guy comes up and just Duke Dog's face is on his jersey. <laughs> no, and then they got, like... Dog like D A W G written across what? the ass. D A W G. I thought you were like, where? Are you? Oh Bro, my god, that'd be funny. Nah, nah, <laughs> dude, that would be 
That is so funny. I think that is the only only way I would be able to get behind the the gray jerseys. The gray jerseys. It had just a yeah. big Duke dog face on it. I think it'd be pretty. It should cool, be funny. Cool, not gonna lie. That would be really funny. So Tom, I don't know if we gauged your, or I don't remember if we gauged your views on these black jerseys. Well, how, how do you feel about them? I think okay for senior day. Yes, I think we should wear them. I don't think it was like it was fine that we that we wore them against App State for football. Um, like that's our senior day black jerseys. Like we always do that. Whatever, just because we get like national attention, it's like whatever. We should be we're used to that by now. Um, exactly, but. I, I think for, for basketball, there's no tradition with black jerseys. I think it's fun to do them, especially for, like, home games. But I think at an away game against App State, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if they're already wearing white, like, they've decided that they're wearing white, they're not wearing their black jerseys, like, why don't we wear purple? Exactly. Like, and, like, we played Michigan State away first purple. game of the season. We, wear pur- we wore purple. It was awesome. It, it was great. great. And yeah, I don't know, really understand the whoever's choosing the jerseys for basketball man needs to step up the game, I would say. But I don't have a problem with the black jerseys. I think they're great. I think yeah. a lot of people think they're great, but then there are some people that are actually just. I'm not ready to burn them yet. I, I'm not ready to burn them yet. Yeah. It's going off of that, is there a rivalry with App State? I here's the thing. App State people are so convinced that there is no rivalry. But you know what they do? In games that they are favored to win, if and there's no rivalry, they're still storming the court afterwards. And it was a weak ass storm, too. Like those <laughs> kids, they didn't they looked like they didn't even know if they wanted to run onto the court. They were like, oh. it was. I, I, it wasn't a storm. It was more like a drizzle. Yeah, that was yeah. like some light rain. I I don't know. I I understand that App State has their deeper than hate rivalry or whatever they want to fucking call it with uh, Georgia Southern, but it's like Georgia Southern has been kind of irrelevant in it for a little bit. Um, and I mean, yeah, we like we kind of hate Georgia Southern too, but like. App State has much more of a rivalry with at, at at least right now. We have much more of a rivalry with App State than they do with Georgia Southern. Because we're actually competitive. Um and we are a fan base that actually cares about it. And App State should be happy that we are a fan base that actually cares about our athletics and are willing to engage in these stupid like Twitter fights with them. Yeah, and a lot of App State fans like to like to refer like, oh, we're zero and three against zero and three against them this year or whatever. But also, they don't account for their women's team either. Like that's we true. Just, that's fucked like, up. Our women's basketball pe- team beat them yesterday, and they don't acknowledge them. So like, it's just a they're just dumb. They're just dumb. Speaks fans. volumes. Speaks volumes. How do you what what how do you feel about this, Zach? Do you think we have a rivalry with App State? So I have actually crunched the numbers. Would you like to see the numbers? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, let's get right. uh, that. Let me s- I, let me send it, it to Zach. Get your Zach, abacus to out. Tom. Get your abacus. All right. So we're first going off with Old Dominion's 
screen Dude, share. We're, we're, we're he's got this shit worked here. out. We're working in Excel here. So th th this is simply year-to-date kind of deal. We're, we're, we're pasting that for higher visibility contrast. Year-to-date on sports that we've played in season with Old Dominion. They have a total of four straight-up victories and two ties that we have played thus far. Mm. Year for year. I mean, th this is just straight up a beat down right here. We're, we're, we're in the basically the exact same numbers. Uh, about, I think it was 8.5 at this point last year. It's currently 7.5, and we have yet to play another game as well. Mm. But we're going to go over to the App State one. And so we are just dicking ODU right now. Uh, t t totally dicking over ODU. This is now the year date for Appalachian State versus James Madison right here. You can see that JMU is still dominating all sports-wise. However, in the in the two most visible sports at the moment, we are not. Mm. Which is what's leading people to come to the conclusion that we are. And I'd argue that had we won at Appalachian State this year, that would have a hundred percent cemented the rivalry. I think that we meet mm. in the finals of the Sun Belt Championship. And do you think that us meeting in the finals, if we were to beat them in the finals, would that cement the, the rivalry? It wouldn't matter, in my opinion, one way or another, as long as we were to meet in the finals. It would show that we are the two best teams in the Sun Belt that year. Again, and going back to where we're having close games for football at each other's places, huge games, massive comebacks. Things like that, heartbreakers, instant classics. You know, even the last two times we played App State in football, instant classics, overtime, stuff like that, before we even joined the Sun Belt. Now we're going into conference play where we have to see them year in, year out. Generally, I'm hoping that they move this game closer towards the end of the season. I think that this game should be the weekend before Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. as a consistent weekend. I also think that the Old Dominion game should be a consistent weekend as well of Halloween weekend. Oh, I would agree. If that was a Gil lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Halloween oh, yeah. Gil homecoming is not willing to make rivalry weekend for all teams. They might as well make guaranteed dates for some of these games. That was best. Oh, or guaranteed weekends, I guess. Because I would probably, I would, I would argue to say that outside of the championship games for the Sun Belt, these past two seasons, again, the JMU App State games have probably been the most, like we said, the most electric, the most hyped, the most, just any any positive type of word you could use. Um, and again, it's just so funny to see how in denial these App State fans are about this rivalry not existing. You know, but I guess it's because we absolutely destroy them in every other sport that they refuse to have make us a rival. So that's probably why. And yeah. uh, that's and that's the reason I always tell myself. <laughs> and it, here's the thing. App State, they have had it so bad for like 40 years in basketball. And now they're finally like they've one year where they're like doing OK. Exactly. So, you know, whatever they can. They've just got little brother syndrome. They got something to prove. We'll meet. We'll meet I in think the that finals. That sports it. 
level. What's up? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also having good teams on both sides of the ball. You know. I think it's good for the Sun Belt. M much more significant. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's good for the Sun Belt. Like, um, ODU choking their chicken over there in fucking Norfolk, having fucking, what's his name that just, uh, who's their top scorer? Uh, Vashon, uh, Vashon, what's his last yeah, name? He knows ODU just got play. removed from the program. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Right. What? He, 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 yeah, Vashon, uh, whatever, got removed for being unbecoming of a monarch, something like that. Basically, probably disrespectful to the program oh, or something shit. like that. Possible, I don't know. At you, you, know, you never know. No. But... Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Moving on. That was out of nowhere. Hold up. I would yes. like to say one thing. F State was was talking about their attendance this past weekend, uh, and how like huge it was. That was maybe like our crowd against Radford. I know, right. like, come on! It literally was. It looked like the same atmosphere. Bunch of cookie cutter fans that are all NPCs. Yeah, I see that shit at the AUBC. Exactly. Every also, game. if you looked in their soon section, bro, they were all wearing the same jersey. I'm like, are they just handing out jerseys now? It's like, like the, the promotional hell? giveaway. <laughs> yeah, that loses them hundreds of thousands, not hundreds, but thousands of dollars. Whatever. Um, Whatever, uh, uh, dude. If you want to talk about promos that fucking flop, look no closer than at JMU. That is dude, true. We are Our promos are pretty fucking bad. Dude. Well, first no, of all. Cochos. Cochos. Those are Coach, so oh, okay. Coach oh, okay. Oh, 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 all right. Sick. All right. All right. That was cool as hell. But this, the sneaker one that they did on Wednesday night fell straight on its face. I just totally. What was the sneaker one? They were doing like sneaker giveaways and like you had a chance to be featured, things like that. Fans did not show up. And I think that they chose, first of all, a weeknight. I know that it's tougher to get people out, but I think that they chose the wrong game for it. I think had they done it for the App State game for women's basketball, I think that we would have probably had maybe another 250 people in the crowd. Maybe. I will say. Maybe, maybe will, not. Yeah. I mean, you always got to advertise those midweek games to get people to go so i guess the promotional night made sense but also like app state just as a whole playing at jmu is gonna get a lot more people to go than if we played i don't know georgia southern or old dominion that's true although there's still like a lot of the thing about odu is that a lot of people have like friends that go to odu so they know there's like a little bit more of that connection which is good I mean, I'm not seeing App State people. Right, of course. You know, it's in-state rivalry. Yeah. You know. So it'll always be popular, but I think with all this stuff, like, App State talking shit and, like, you know, them, like, having won, you know, their their matchups this year, like, yeah, like, people are going to be upset about it. Um, but, yeah, moving on to, to the conference play, just stuff that's been happening. Since, since the last episode of the podcast, we had ODU. And then uh, we had the App State game, which we've been touching on. But ODU, uh, Jacob, what are the takeaways? Terrible team. Like, Damn. they're just a bad team, a, a bad basketball team. I 
And it, again, it was a lot of similar. I feel like the game against ULM, the men's game against ULM, was a big tell to how the ODU game was going to go because it's two bottom feeders. And the whole, the whole ODU's whole goal, I would assume, when I was watching the game, was to just get under our skin. That's usually how most basketball teams that are bad try to play a good team is to get under the skin and to make the good team play at their level. Um, and of course, we never let that happen. Um, I w- uh, specifically from that game, though, I want to talk about Terrence Edwards getting ejected. <laughs> like, oh my god, off of that uh, was ridiculous. one of the softest things I've seen when it relate comes to like a foul like that. Like, yes, that was going to be called for something because it's just like, you know, frustrating. The frustrating beginning of the game. Terrence probably was just like trying to get some emotion out. Push the guy. One, the say, guy sold it. Yeah. I will say the gif or like the video of Terrence like shoving him is the funniest thing. It's ever. so funny. It's because so the funny. guy just ragdolls. No, he sold it so bad. He sold it so bad. Won an Oscar because he got Terrence ejected. Um, but yeah, how do you how do you how did you feel about that, Zach? When you watched that, I'm I'm assuming did you watch that live as it happened? Uh, 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 well, no, because I was at the, whatever you call it. So I had on up on my phone. I was at the, uh, the women's game versus Marshall at home. Gotcha. Did not go all the way down to Virginia beach or Norfolk. <laughs> excuse me. Why would I, where, why would I ever get in Norfolk? Right. <laughs> exactly. That's but, true. But, and I, oh, sorry, were you talking? Weird. Um, I will say the ODU commentators. Oh, not again. Oh no, the dial-up. I will say though the uh, ODU. You. Hmm. You good? I think I'm in. All right, let's we're go. good. I'm good. Um, I was gonna say the the ODU commentators were funny as hell. Like Dude, absolute. They were weirdos. awesome. Well, no, they were like. <laughs> I mean, they were weird. They they weren't. Here's the thing: they were getting hyped over the lead being cut to like 15. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> Only 15 points now. No. Okay. They, the ODU commentators were just so – they're just so odd, man. Total. Some hard. of the things they said, I was, like, so confused and baffled. I'm like, why are we saying that? Like, that's just a term I've never heard anyone use, and you used it. I'm like, okay. Um. Yeah. They were – Other than that, dominant win. Dominant win. Refs I, are mid. Yeah, refs always mid. I still don't. Oh my god, Tom is still uh, dumbfounded at the fact that we pull from the same pool as the ACC. Um, I will never, I will never talk shit about an ACC like fan complaining about refs again because I get it now. I, I understand. Yeah, I we share a ref pool with them. It's whatever. If you've watched a single ACC football or basketball game in the past, I don't know, 20 years, you know, basically our time of being alive, you have seen total dog shit refs. And that was even the case in the fucking Metro Conference as well. Like, refs in this area are notoriously bad at using their eyes. Lacey like, discovered by most insurances. Obviously, they're uninsured because they can't see shit. 
I'm convinced they did all the ref training but, with their eyes closed. Like, <laughs> no, they uh, they chat GPT their way through. <laughs> oh god, not chat GPTing your way through ref school. Oh brother, they, they did like the inverse of like Gaudet refing. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Instead of like not being able to use your ears, the rest were unable to use their eyes. Like, oh. <laughs> honestly, it's. <laughs> It's pretty accurate statement. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to App State, we already. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but just yeah. the game itself. Definition uh, of insanity. Yeah, you know, using the same game plan we used a month ago, and it still doesn't work. Surprise. Um, driving to the bucket against the best shot blocker, not even the SBC, but probably one of the best shot blockers in the country. Um. Does not bode well, surprisingly. So, yeah. Um, Although I, I heard that App State, it's not really the coaching's fault. It's just App State makes you play like that. Oh, yeah. They, they, they put something in the water somehow. I don't know. <laughs> they, like, go over to the sideline and, like, it's like the Monstars from Space Jam where they, like, suck out all the power <laughs> out of our team. The fucking Monstars. You know, like... Like, one game, we absolutely blow out ODU, and then the next game, it's like, now we're playing ourselves in basketball, so... The shot selection was weird. Yeah, and I and I think a most majority of that is, a, is that App State's game plan is defense, uh, athleticism, and then the offense will come. And then our game plan is free-flowing offense that is... It's almost like... This is this is a crazy comparison, but it's almost like Phil Jackson's triangle where it's like you just give your good players the ball and they'll make plays. Um, but when you run up against an app state type of team, it that that game plan kind of gets thrown out the window. Yeah. So it's conference play, there's always one team which is gonna be kryptonite. Exactly. There are plenty of March Madness teams that are, you know, thirty and three and they're uh, 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 you know, not power five, power six, and they just have one team that beat them twice, but they ended up winning their tournament. So I'm not like, this is not to jump, this is not the time to jump ship on this JMU men's team. If anything, it's time to get on the train because the rest of the season, we got past this app state saga. The rest of the season is what's going to matter. What do you think, Zach? In terms of setting us up for March Madness, I think that we absolutely have to be in the Sunbelt Finals in order to, for either App State or JMU to have a chance in the at-large. And both of us need to go undefeated from here on out. Okay, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Straight out, get a top-four seed in the Sunbelt Tournament and just go straight through to the finals. And then once you're at the finals, you know, it's really going to be dependent on net, dependent on other factors, you know. Are either of us a top 50 net? That's really going to be the determining factor if either of us get it. And I think the answer is no. And I think at this point on, the Sun Belt is now a one-bid league. Yeah. This year. Like, speaking of net, the freaking um, – do you see the Barstool uh, – like App State Barstool tweet about like how the, app, how the AP voters need to be looking at this men's basketball team? I'm like – I'm no. not trying to sell this men's basketball team, this Jamie men's basketball team short because they're phenomenal. 
but they beat a team that was 61 in the net. They're not looking at you, bro. They're not. Like the the app the AP voters are not looking at you after you beat a 61 net team. They're like, okay, this is a team to look at when it comes to the bubble. But they are not right. voting for you. <laughs> Correct. No. The only reason why they even looked at JMU in the first place is with that defeat of preseason number four Michigan State, and then on top exactly. of that as well, undefeated non-con. After that point, exactly. lost to Southern Miss, dropped pretty heavy. And then after the loss to App State the first time, out and our chances of getting back in the poll are non-existent. Exactly. Ditto on App State. I think if we make you know, it to the final. Great that you beat Auburn at yeah. home. And Auburn's right. good, but it's like. Auburn's really good. Auburn's really good. Yeah, is it preseason number four, though? Uh no, but Michigan State also sucks. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need to we don't need to worry about that. I really hope Michigan right. State was gonna pop off this year. Me too. They just take one L in the beginning and then they're good. Whatever. Exactly. Moving on to our women's um, team. Indeed, our women's team definitely. I would say it's weird. There are times where I'm like, they look better than our men's team, but then there are times where I'm like, okay. Uh, I think both teams this year, I mean, I've said it time and time again, both teams this year are phenomenal. Um, I would say the biggest the biggest question mark, at least for me, watching this women's team, is the consistency on defense. There are some defensive plays, or there are some defensive possessions where I'm like, wow, this is like the best defensive women's team I've ever seen, period. And then there are some where I'm like, Really? Like, come on. Um, but no. A BS loss to Marshall. I mean, there are they undefeated in conference play right now? Are they? Anybody know that? Uh, Marshall, I believe, is still undefeated in conference play. But as well, also keep in mind we had out Peyton McDaniel and who else do we have out that day? I think it was just I can't remember I off the top Peyton. of my head. But I think on top of not only defensively getting our heads in the game, because our offense is really pretty fine, you know, mm. now, but I don't appreciate that Kozlova just drives straight up the middle and is hoping to draw for fouls in the paint. That really, we can do better things than that, especially with our talent, especially with our depth. You know, I'm not saying that we have the deepest team in the world, but, you know, being able to use McDaniel, Kozlova, uh, and Alicia Goodman, you know, I, I was glad to see her back in action last night again mm-hmm. and actually out making some decent performance because she was she was pretty impactful last year as well. Yes, very much. Uh, was the she... way that this roster is just completely changed up as well uh, over, mm. you know, two years is pretty astonishing. Oh, yeah. And Kisney is like just such a physical ball player. Like it is insane. Yeah, I and I get Rest it. Like, her. Right. Exactly. Um, but I Kosova is really important when it comes to the role she plays because I can't I legitimately cannot think of another Sunbelt team that has such a dominant center, like true center in women's college basketball. Like so uh but it's, I also understand because it's like, different. She's she's just built different, bro. She's just but I do kind of see where you're coming from, where it's like we need to. She needs to be able to do more on the court, you know. 
Uh, but she's been shooting mid ranges this year. Necessarily her doing more, but utilizing her resources better, and not just charging when there's you know three ladies under the net, and you're just hoping to draw the foul. No, let, let's true. go rotate a little bit, reposition, get ourselves together, slow the game down a little bit because it's not always necessary that we need to just keep going up in the paint and rushing mm-hmm. the game because that's really when we start losing our offensive leads is by yeah. losing control of the tempo and just start rushing ourselves. Exactly. You know, take take about, you know, closer to 20, 25 seconds throughout the play rather than exclusively focusing on those close 15 second plays and just draw it out just a hair, we'll end up with more points in my opinion. Yeah. If Kostlova could really develop, uh, develop a passing game out of the block, like that would be good. Because especially like with I mean, you can see it kind of in our men's team, too, having Bickerstaff. It's like he makes a lot more, uh, like, assists as a center. If Koslova, if she can also do the same thing where it's, like, really work on passing outside of the paint. Because, again, she gets double teamed and triple teamed all the time in the paint. So there's someone open. There's someone open on the three. There you, go. you know. Mm-hmm. So taking that shot. But also, I mean... Again, specifically against Marshall, it's like when Peyton is out the second half, it's like it's hard to come back. It's really hard to come back because she's just so dominant when it comes to three, not only threes, but also watching the App State game. Like her mid-range play is also insane. I didn't realize how good of a mid-range shooter she was. Um, But no, just absolute dog. Absolute dog all around. Um, Dogs. Dogs. The the women's basketball team actually Coach O Shout was, out Coach uh, o. was hyping up the the JMU pep band W Coach oh, O yeah. as per usual. I think I think that's the coolest thing ever. Is mm-hmm. I don't know. I always feel like there's a very special bond between the women's basketball team and the pep band. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I just feel like uh, they're they're just tight like that. Um, it's because even for like the uh, longest time, you know, even with no one coming to the game, like not many people go to the women's games, but there's always a band there that's like passionate and celebrating the team. It's like, you know, it's it's just great to see. What were you gonna say, Zach? Right, and I I absolutely think that the, the be, between the band, between the band, the players on the team, and Coach O himself, Coach O played in convo. He's familiar with how that band has been for mm-hmm. you know. Ocho would want us yelling, you Going suck. on 25 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cocho wants us yelling, you suck. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe get Cocho on the podcast and ask him if he, he thinks you suck and airball are funny. But Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Cocho having the bond there, especially him saying, you know, I remember back in Combo when the band used to be, like, right over top of us in the end zone, you know, and – Huge distraction force. I, I somewhat hate that now the band is no longer in the end zone. We're now kind of in that corner, but we get to like project our power a little bit more. Also, better mm-hmm. view, in my opinion. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. But damn, yeah. Shout out, Coach O. Shout out, Coach O. Shout out, the Lions. I mean, it's uh, yeah. The average W for Coach O. Like he, he gets it done every day of the week. That's true. And that, he that also like things. he also just like worked himself up 
to get to that position, you know, didn't he start as like a general manager or something for the for the team or something like it was it was like he was because you said mentioned like he was here for school right and like he was a part of the team in some aspect and then he like pretty much just got like promoted and promoted and promoted to the point where he was now the head coach right if anybody has facts checks fact checks me on that right oh okay then (laughs) but yeah um right now well, Coach O W, let's talk about some gambling. So, oh no! If you if you heard the news, uh, what's his name? Jim Harbaugh went to the Chargers. You heard it here yeah. first. I predicted it. I called it on the podcast. You did. You indeed did. I took the Cubs. The Cubs. Wrong sport entirely. I took the Bears because I thought that'd be cool, but <laughs> no. Nope. He went to the Chargers. But the new the new line or the new the new bet is will the Chargers make the playoffs next year? No is plus one twenty and yes is minus one fifty. Oh, so the yes, is the yes favored in this then? Oh my god. Yeah. So they're favored to go to the playoffs next year. Hmm. I think, honestly, actually, you know what? I'll take the yes. I was going to say no, but he already has got an amazing, he's got amazing quarterback. He's yep. got pretty good receivers. Just, I think all Jim Harbaugh needs to do is make sure everybody stays healthy <laughs> and they have an O-line to protect Justin Herbert. And that's it. The Sur- Super Bowl team right there, I think. What do you? Well, how pick. are you feeling, Zach? You think you think the Chargers going to go off to the playoffs All next right. year? Next year, I think within two is very realistic. Two. So you so oh, you're taking the no. You're taking the no. Uh, I take the no. Year. I think within two years, no plus one twenty at the Super Bowl. That's fair. I think two years is realistic. But if I'm just going with next year, I'm going to go. I'd say yes. Jim Harbaugh's got history with this team. Justin Herbert's a dog. It's like it feels like it's finally coming together for them. And it's also favored at minus 150. <laughs> so Yeah, now you I wanna pro- propose a question. Uh uh you know. Does he keep Justin Herbert or does he trade Justin Herbert for draft capital? And draft JJ nah. McCarthy. Nah, he takes he takes he he stays with Justin Herbert. You sure? Yeah, because who else like who else is he gonna like you can't start JJ McCarthy. But he's worked with him for the, like the past three years. Right. I think he I mean here's the thing that that model of drafting a quarterback right outside of college and then just immediately starting him has like not worked. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, like it takes them a little bit to get used to like the NFL. I what think about he CJ Shroud. Well, at the beginning of the season, like he was, I mean, he's all right, but he it, he didn't pop off until a little bit later. But now I don't he's know. like, but now he's offensive rookie of the year. Well, I think he's gonna be offensive rookie of the year. Probably. I don't. I don't know. I guess he could get away with it, but he would have to trade. I think he might have to trade more than Justin Herbert for. The draft capital to get JJ McCarthy. 
Well, no, I feel like JJ McCarthy's like late first round, second round. You know, I don't think. I think the Chargers are already there to pick him. You know, it's what are they? They're. Well, like I think they're going to want right? to pick him. Yeah, but imagine developing him for like a few years under Justin Herbert. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. Where I think it, I think it would just draft, be. But... I think it would just be funny if they just got rid of Justin Herbert and everybody's thinking like, oh. Jim Harbaugh is going to coach up Justin Herbert. It's going to be great. And he's like, nah, I'm drafting <laughs> with the sixth pick. <laughs> no, <laughs> be funny as shit. And the, the, the last bit of betting that we have is uh, professional darts. If you follow it, oh, I don't, gosh. but here's what I know. Uh, Luke Littler at plus 100 versus Luke Humphreys minus 122. I'm going to take Luke Littler. Um, I think he's been in in good form recently. Isn't that the sixteen uh, year old or whatever? I don't know. I don't follow darts, but he's, I think I he's, think he's the sixteen year old. That, like, <laughs> I think he gets it done though. He he did. I think leading up to this, he did throw a nine dart. That's right, where you. So yeah, yeah. That's where you only throw like. There's like each round you have three throws and you you know meet all the point requirements you make it in nine you make it in nine so <laughs> he's the messy of darts right now exactly and and we're gonna be putting actually this is not financial advice uh this is not financial we, advice. We're putting putting mad stacks on him in the battle of the lukes maybe we should just turn this into a darts podcast imagine <laughs> that'd be funny as shit well anyway taking zach podcast we gotta let you gotta let zach talk who who yeah, are you true. taking, Zach? Luke Litter or Luke Humphreys? Which Luke? I'm trying to remember what Sam told me the other day. One is 16 years old and the other is Luke probably Litter. not. Luke Litter? Yeah, I'm taking Litter. Luke Litter. Uh, Litter. Litter or Litter? I thought it was Litter. I don't know. Anyways. Litter? What word is? The, the, the double L. <laughs> double L? I'm taking, I'm taking Luke Littler, bro. L's, right? Yep, yes. double L. They cancel out. You got the dub. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick as hell. Well, that's the that's the Purple Antics podcast. Zach, you got any last last calls to action? Anything you want to say? Get off your chest. Last calls to action. Right. Might as well go three for three versus Old Dominion on Saturday. We play Old Dominion again at home for the first time this freaking season. So be there. Like two months. Don't don't be a bag of rocks. It's literally a Saturday. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it took seven years. Literally, good old Dominion game. Are y'all going for Alumni Day? Oh yeah, I'm gonna oh, try yeah. to make it down. Oh yeah. All right. Well, then I'll. I guess I'll. I'll see you then. Awesome. Uh, Go Dukes. I think I'm going again. Go. Go Dukes.